Hello, my name is Stephen Smith, the owner of 3Pi Squared, and this is the ABA Business Leaders Podcast. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our membership program. 3Pi Squared has helped over 700 ABA practices start up and expand. Our membership has over 45 hours of content from experts in the fields of law, accounting, diversity and inclusion, childhood development, mindfulness, business development, HIPAA compliance, marketing and branding, billing, and more. We also have discounts on things like our 3Pi Squared handbooks, professional liability insurance, background checks, HIPAA compliant email, contacts, calendars, and cloud storage. The membership also includes 33 CEUs, live Ask Us Anything events where you can come on and ask your questions as you're going through the program. And in our app, you can also add anonymous questions and get your answers. To learn more about the membership, please go to our website, www.3pisquared.com and click on ABA Business Leaders. And now let's get to the episode. So today we're going to be talking about uh, quality, quality services and how you define them. And then uh, once we define them, then what do we do with it um, and how do we measure it? So uh, do you have anything really to add to that, April? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no, we have a lot to go into um, when, like, once we kind of yeah. get into our presentation. So I don't want to restate too many times. But um, yeah, I mean, those of you guys who are listening, we'd love to hear what you define as quality services right. within your agency. So yeah, it's it's going to be very unique to your practice. Mm-hmm. We have our uh, template quality policy that we'll show and kind of go through it. Um, and this really is our first video of our KPI series that will be coming out to our ABA business leaders members. So. You can't really talk about quality or so you can't really talk about key performance indicators until you have a quality policy and you can't really talk about a quality policy until you have a quality team. So this is kind of step one, how to create a quality team, what how to how to make a quality policy and then how to measure quality and then ongoing the ongoing processes that are involved in in that. Uh, so really, that's it. So without any further ado, I guess we'll get into the presentation. Okay. So uh, how do you define quality services? So the first step of this is creating your quality team. So before we figure out what our quality policy is, before we figure out what we're going to measure, you may have some general sense of what you want to measure and your goals, right? And again, this it kind of depends on where you're at. Like if you're having, you know, issues around cancellation rates or uh, insurance, um, um, insurance claims, or uh, maybe you're getting bad reviews or satisfaction surveys are are kind of low. That may, you know, be at the top of your list and be, "Uh, yeah, that's definitely got to be something that we're measuring or focusing on. 
Uh, so you may have some general idea of where you want to go with this, uh, but we really want to do this as a team. It, it, like we want to build a, a leadership team here. And, you know, we talk about that on the values-based leaderships, right? You want also to have a leadership team there around HIPAA. You'll want to have a leadership team. So really, if you have enough people in your organization at this point, you really want to create this team for many reasons. So um, it's really important to have a team and we don't want it just to be the director level. We don't want it to be just BCBAs. Uh, you don't even want it just to be clinical staff, right? We want it to be um, as many different areas, as many different perspectives as you possibly can. So you should, Again, it's going to depend on the size of your organization, right? But uh, you probably want to have a sample of every department that that you currently have. So we would have like, you know, one director level, maybe, maybe two. I, I don't know. It's, it's going to depend on how you want to do it. And then having a BCBA representative in there and then definitely having like an RBT uh, in there as well and then admin so and and this may also depend on what kind of admin stuff you're doing right so if you're doing insurance billing in-house or you're doing just scheduling or maybe your admin person is taking care of uh, intakes or insurance authorization so you know like you want to have as many people in there with different perspectives mm -hmm. as you possibly can because they're going to come at this from a different Point of view um and it'll bring things up that you may have not even considered uh bringing into your quality statement um so that that's really important so that kind of talks about why it's important to have a team you know and and who should be on this team so we really want to have uh as many departments as we can on this team represented represented mm -hmm. yeah and uh i mean like it's not like it's going to take a whole lot of time right and you can build out the quality policy and and like your your goals around it without bringing everybody into every meeting but when you're talking about okay this is the feedback that we've gotten now what do we do with it like it's really good to have you know a, a, a team with everyone you know, every department in it, because you want them to take ownership of it anyway, because you can't do this all on your own. Right. And, and you really need the people that are going to be, you know, using those apps or, or, or using those devices or uh, dealing with those individuals to be a part of it. Because, again, you may say, OK, well, we have to do it this way. And then they're going to give you the 15 reasons why there are barriers there that while this would be a perfect way to do it uh it's not feasible in the current situation right right and to help brainstorm ways that of, it, of that we can move move forward correct, yeah. right and and put these things in place like we would like them does that make sense okay mm -hmm. so then the quality policy and you know again we in our company uh, policy manual we provide a quality policy template you know, it's a good starting point. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, it's very not, generic. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not yeah. going to be your quality policy. It's not, it's not meant to be your quality policy, but it is a starting point. Uh, so 
what is quality to you, right? So, you know, very similar to company values, right? And you can, I would urge you to consider making your company values first. So, and then you can tie those values into quality, right? Yeah, I feel like the, the values, like your company values into your mission statement, your vision statement, and quality policy. And I feel like those things all will go hand in hand and it's like once you do the work on what you know i think they'll flow if you do it in that in that order it'll flow because there's definitely parts of that that's going to help direct like your quality right right and so again if you're veering off of your quality statement quality policy we can check back in with our values right and say okay what's going on here what are the barriers that are in place that are causing us to divert from the values of this company right and so like and some of them may be very similar the values and the quality policy there may be similar statements that's fine right it's not like they have to be completely unique well, to I mean, each they're, other they're, they're they going want, to be they want that you want them to be similar right yeah they're yeah. going to be similar because i mean your mission statement is like also like talking about where you are right now and your vision statement is like where you want to be like big mm. picture like perfect world scenario and so like your quality policy like should be in line with that of like where you know it should match should be in line with where you're wanting right. where you are now and, where you're wanting to be right. and that helps bridge but then there's also going to be pieces in there that may be even more specific yeah to, like you're gonna have yeah. more detail yeah. so this is kind of like there's more meat on the bones, right? So the values is like kind of like, you know, very hot pie in the sky, like kind of <laughs> woo-woo stuff maybe, right? And then your quality policy is going to have like some teeth behind it, right? Like th there's going to be there's going to be something that is very measurable that is defined based on that, right? And then, then we can look at that and say, okay, fine, this is what we're actually measuring. How do we make sure that we're we have visibility there uh, and that we're measuring the right things so understanding what your definition of quality is is super important so like what what i don't know what your definition of quality is right is it on-time services is it uh you know a, a low cancellation rate is it um making sure that you have high satisfaction surveys is it that um you know your 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 treatment i guess um expectations are being met um you know your client and your family's expectations of treatment are being met and mm -hmm. uh maybe it's um that you know kids are are coming out of your system in a certain amount of time maybe that's how you're measuring so like right and some of your quality you could be measuring like your staff's performance you yeah know, exactly how your staff yeah. show up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so so any of this could be measurements that you're doing but you can't really measure anything until you under you have a good understanding of what quality is to you and then once we we have our team and we have our quality definition then we can kind of move forward right and so this is again this is just a generic quality policy right so we're committed to enriching our clients lives by following the bacb standards and enhancing our clients and the the family through ongoing improvement of our services and so the company will be responsive to the client's needs 
will deliver effective evidence-based therapy to our clients. We will uphold the BACB's ethics codes. Uh, we'll provide reliable consultation and support. We'll ensure effective and efficient use of resources that we will either meet or exceed our client's expectations, uh, enhance client satisfaction through our feedback process, and then we will continuously improve those services. Uh, and, and that's kind of the last piece of your quality system is, um, is, is the continuous improvement process of it. So again, this is very generic, but this is where you can kind of, you know, start to put your own statement in here, right? Like what, how do you envision quality? What, what do you see as when you think about quality, what does that look like to you? What, what are, um, what are the statements that, that you imagine hearing when you're thinking about quality services? Do you have any, anything to add to that? No, I oh. don't think so. Okay. So, um, measurements. So, you know, once we have an idea on the list of quality statements or quality policy, I would recommend, you know, starting out small, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can come up with a list of 25 things, but we really want to narrow the focus down, especially at the start. We want, we want it to be, uh, we want it to be a narrow focus. We want to ensure that it's something that we can all handle, especially if you've not, if this is a new quality team, we don't want to get everyone overwhelmed. You know, they're all going to have their own day-to-day -day jo jobs that they're having to work on. And so we want to make sure that we're, we're focused on just a few things um, and then it's going to be easier to measure, right? And so we just want to, we want to focus on a couple of things. So like how, how would you choose? You have this list mm -hmm. of all the things and you're really excited. Yep. Pouring all of this work and effort mm -hmm. into making your services, you know, the most amazing services um, to provide quality. Um, and I hear you saying, don't do too many, you know, start off small, take, you know, one step at a time. Well, where, where would you start? Like, do you prioritize those or do you look at like big picture? Like, is there a prerequisite type skill or type prerequisite that you should like focus on first that then leads to other things? Or do you right. just pick your favorite? Like any advice I mean, on I that? I mean, there's many ways that you can do this, but like doing a risk analysis may be beneficial here. So it's not like in HIPAA, you also need to do a risk analysis, right? But the idea here is, okay, you've listed out, you know, 25 different ways of uh, that you believe that you can measure quality and so then you, you put them on a spreadsheet and then you say okay which ones would be the most critical right mm -hmm. which ones if the wheels fell off <laughs> that would be terrible for your company right mm -hmm. and so those may be the ones to start with right mm -hmm. is like figuring out okay like these are really important measure measurements that we we really need to have some high visibility around these items right so again this may be cancellation rate this may be uh, customer uh, satisfaction or customer complaints this could be incident reports mm -hmm. uh, you know like it, it's just uh, things that are going to be critical uh, to ongoing services uh, probably would be the ones that I would I would go with first. Um, and they're going to be probably the most complicated anyway. Um, but then, you know, as you get comfortable, as your team, um, 
gets a really really good idea on how it's going to work how they're going to work together to do this then you know again another one would be I, I would highly recommend is like you know having something around ethics and and so like in my opinion uh, like billing would be one of those just because of it's, it's how important or how critical um it is to your practice and if you're not doing that correctly that that can be devastating right so there i just posted in our group there was i don't remember the name of the company but they got charged for two million dollar fine or something like that for incorrect billing practices and so like you can have like the best of intentions and be providing very effective services and then you somebody realizes that we can double bill and nobody's looking um and still have a, like a very poor quality company right like that that would in my opinion no matter how effective the services is if you're being fined two million dollars I'm, I'm not sure you're providing quality services uh and then what happens to those families if you had to shut down because you have a two million dollar bill that you can't pay so you know we want to look at at that and and a risk analysis is a good idea and then coming from and we're, we can't we don't have time to get into this but like once you come up with with that kind of list of like the highest priorities uh when i was working as an engineer we would use it's called swiss cheese model so it's like each system you have in place has holes in it it's just right, right. like it's going and there's so like going to be focusing yeah. on well those, it's or... then you have multiple layers so mm -hmm. your your hope is that okay fine there's like 15 holes in that first one uh mm -hmm. but maybe there's only seven in the other one they don't completely line up so then you know the second layer is going to block some of those issues that come out of the first one and then maybe you have a third layer then and so an example of this may be okay around session notes for example okay we have our admin staff verify that the time sheets and the calendar match up that's our first layer of defense and then we have our second layer is our bcbas um are reviewing the session notes to make sure that it's you know the language is right there's no missing information right and so that's our our second layer and so that will um, um prevent you know issues around double billing for example right, right? or catching mistakes catching, catching mistakes, mistakes yes. and yeah. Yeah. yeah or or like sessions that didn't really go as long as they were claimed to be right or whatever yeah. it may be so you that that would be the thing is that you would come up with your the few points that you're going to do and then do a risk analysis if this went all haywire what would that look like, like? The, and then what and then what Correct. and then what i mean there's there's the five whys right yeah. there, there's like there's many different ways to to do an analysis and and come up with you know the scenarios and then figure out how you're going to measure that but you know this is a different different right, uh, right story for a different day yeah and that's where we're going to get into the kpi right but we're going like so you you once you again once you have those few measures now we need to figure out what are the inputs right so you say that we're going to meet or exceed customer satisfaction um okay that's great that's a wonderful goal right. okay but how do you know right how do you know that so what are, what is it that you're measuring that will ensure that you are meeting that 
Well, yeah. and I think we're 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 very familiar with that in ABA, even if we haven't had business experience, mm-hmm. because that's very similar to how we look at like our data collection when we're you know teaching a new skill and um are we you know and we have to decide what data to take how to take it and then at the end of the day we have to look at it and analyze and say is this data telling us what we need it to tell us about what we're wanting to see from this skill or whatever yeah and that's really what we're going for right so we're then saying okay these are the few things that we think are going to measure that goal that that statement in our quality policy so you know we're going to meet or exceed client client satisfaction, right? Okay, fine. So how do you measure that? How do you make sure that you're doing that, right? And so there's going to be lagging and leading and right like and and subjective measurements for this. And again, we'll get into KPI in a different day, but it's like, how how do you know that? um, And especially like, some of this is going to be unfortunately, it's going to be satisfaction surveys, right? And, And some of that's just the way it is. But there, there, there are different methods that you can put in place that are more real time, right? And and so we'll talk about that in more detail. But it, it's then okay. We have a we have a kind of an idea of how we're going to measure this. Uh, and then it's um, well, this well, this blur our visibility or will it clear it up? Will it make it so that we can actually see what we're hoping we see? Or is this? Is this a false sense of security, right? And then the other piece that you have around KPI and inputs in general is, um, do you get so focused on measuring that input that the entire team, the entire team's focus becomes around making sure that number looks good and and not the intention behind the number? Right. right? That's what I was just about to ask you. Like, there sounds like there, you know, there's definitely like some downfall if you're not focusing on the right thing or keeping correct and then again this this step back to the values right right? why in the world are we doing this right is it uh, is it because we want our numbers to look good do we want yeah do we want to turn more like do we just want to get more kids through our system or do we want to like really provide the quality and make sure that we're right and so yeah. that again, that's why you have to just bring it back to value and like live it, right? Breathe it. Like it's just so important. Like there's, I have, uh, I could provide so many examples of people trying to implement a quality policy, KPI, doing risk analysis, well-meaning intention, and within like within just a few months. Their like their total focus, like they're having competitions between departments to get the numbers in the right place. Like, and I get why you would do that, but then when the focus doesn't is no longer the intention behind why we're looking at this, and the only intention is now to to look at this and make it better, make this thing better, and not actually improve the process, improve quality of life, improve client outcomes then we're we're lost we're we're on the wrong thing and so uh, you have to bring that back to values um because it, it like and you know not even getting into this really but i'll just mention like if you're going to then say okay i love this system i love this quality system that we've implemented and now i want to tie it back to incentive based bonuses based on this quality system that that's another layer that can be very disastrous again if we're only looking if our focus is only on the numbers 
and then we're tying bonuses to those numbers, the we may inadvertently be providing the wrong incentive. So it's just really important as you're building this out, you build it out slowly, you build it out with a narrow focus so that you can then, when when you feel like this is in a good place, then you can build it up and, and, and um, add more to it when the team is focused on the right goal, the right yeah. intention. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard not to like, we're like really, we're like working on a whole KPI series yeah. for you guys, and it's like we're we're really excited about it. And um, it was something that we we're super overwhelmed with, and then like, but now we're like focusing in on it. So like, our it's like really easy for us to kind of get off on these tangents, um, and um, like really we're excited about it. Yeah, I mean the goal is is that we're going to have like you know like the basic foundation of KPI and how it works and how to measure and how to know you're measuring the right thing and then have like some examples, very ABA specific examples Mm -hmm. that kind of follow you through. uh, So you get some kind of idea, right? Right. And and some of the the measurements you're gonna be like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll take those. And then others are gonna be like, yeah, no, these aren't mine. I don't want them. They They don't appeal to me, right? And so making it unique to your practice is so important, right? There's uh, it's not my quality goal, right? And it, it's um, it, it's yours. And so it has to be yours. It has to be based on your values, your team's approach um, and, and what you're doing. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So measurement, does that cover so, everything that so, you wanted to you know, Again, to once we once we figure out our inputs, right? And then, okay, so we're taking in all of this stuff, satisfaction surveys, real-time parent complaints, customer complaints, whatever it may be, and then what are we doing with it? So great, you're taking this in, um, but then what do we do, right? And so then we need the mechanism of how to improve, right? So we take this feedback, um, we take it, again, uh, these indicators, leading, lagging, whatever it may be, um, based on our risk analysis, based on our quality, a policy based on our values and then what do we do with it how do we like that that is that a lot of people get stuck there okay so we got some not so great satisfaction surveys back or we got you know five complaints from our customers in a specific area um how, what changes should we make now right and how do we hold people accountable and make sure that we can change the behaviors and the policies that relate to these areas that we want to improve right so it's how do you do that effectively uh how do you how do you hold your leadership accountable uh and then you know then we start the whole thing over again so we put these things in place you know it, it would be very similar to programming for a child i assume uh <laughs> is that okay we made this significant change you're going to date when you did it, right? And then you're going to analyze the data again, saying, okay, at this key point, we made one change, and this is the change that we decided as a team to implement based on the feedback that we got, based on the inputs that we got. Um, and now we're going to see if it makes any kind of difference in the quality outputs, right? Yeah. And so that is where it leads us, right? So it's continuous improvement. So it's an ongoing review, right? And so if you're going to implement a quality policy and get the team involved and then, you know, we're going to come up with with inputs and, and, and then dealing with how we 
deal with the inputs, uh, doing the risk and all of this stuff. We want to make sure that we're consistently doing it, right? And so having that policy on how often we're going to do it, I would just like anything else, especially at the start, uh, more often you can do it together, the better. I would do it at minimum monthly to start, just to see where you're at, uh, to keep everybody focused on this on this new system. Um, with just just like with the values and implementing that. Um, if people see this as just oh yeah, this is the new thing. Stephen came up with some crazy idea and like he's he's put all this stuff out and then we're never gonna hear from him again, then no one's gonna take this seriously, right? No one like oh this is just his thing. This is word of the day. Quality, 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 right? And I mean it means nothing to no one, and then it's just another policy that sits there and no one takes it seriously and everyone does their own thing. So, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do it and we need to do it consistently and we need to do it ongoing and we need to show the people that are involved in it, especially that we mean what we say and we're going we're going to make changes based on their feedback. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's like as I'm doing the values based leadership and like helping companies come up with their values and, and turn it into their mission statement and go forth with that, it's. I, I'm learning more and more that a lot of people are less like they're they haven't been doing that because they just feel like it's another thing. Yes. Like, oh, I, well, I didn't really come up with a mission statement because like that doesn't seem authentic to me right. to like slap something up right. and then not even like visit it again. Right. And so like that's like this is just also a continuation of that of like with your values. Yeah. If you're just like, oh, these are company values, slap it up on the wall and never mention it again. Then of course, yeah, it's the way with your quality policy. Oh, this is our, we, you can call this beautiful quality policy, (laughs) slap it up on the wall, throw it in the handbooks or put it on your website or whatever. But if you, if you don't do anything with it, then like you're not changing the culture of your, of your, you know, company. And so like all of these things, like embedding it within the culture with, you know, making it how, you know, referring back to it. This is how you run things. And then, you know, doing ongoing reviews and checking in on it and making sure that you're, you know, you're following it or that you need to adjust things or, yeah, but like these things are definitely not just these things to have. Right. You can have them. Yes. But they're not just decoration. They're really to use as yes, real they're, they're tools. Yes, they're meant to be yeah. tools to be used. Yeah. And, and like, I've been through a few, uh, like, ISO audits, right, with engineering firms. And if the goal, like, the intention for most staff is just to get through it, to get through it so we can say that we did the thing, then we're not we're not focusing on the right. You're just wasting yeah, your time, yeah, really. So, I hate to say yeah, it like that, I mean, like a downer. But no, but I think it's like like but it is as like a business owner, mm-hmm. an ABA business owner, a brand new business owner, someone who is just starting, or someone who's like, okay, we've we've got our feet on the ground. Like, okay, let's start growing it more, right? Like, it's easy to not. It is so easy to not see the value in all of this, to not see exactly how it can benefit you, how it can help work in you just, especially like with like clinically, like we're focusing on 
the clinic side of it, like the clinical side of things and the kids skill sets, mm-hmm. then, I, you know, all of the, it's, it's easy to let go of. It's easy to not think about. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, Steve, I, I like, know, I know what, how to treat this child. Right. Like I know what, what they you know, need. Everybody's they happy. Everybody's good. Yeah, we got a little term. Like, cause that's how, like me too. Cause like we, with my company, we were just starting to really look at some of these like KPI pieces. Like mm-hmm. when we have values and, our mission statement and you know we supported our staff and i feel like we provide quality services we did surveys and questionnaires and you know i feel like over the last few years of running a company we were really starting to implement some of that stuff but that was like after like that was like after we, we ran it for 10 years and there was so much learning curve and so much just juggling and putting out fires that it always felt like this was like this nice fluffy new thing over in the corner that was there because we needed it to be there and it was pretty, it was decoration. And also the big project and the thing I was hoping to get to one day. Mm-hmm. But what like I would like to urge everybody, like as an ABA business owner, as a clinically minded ABA business mind leader who's not business minded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, helping Steven with three by squared and, and learning more about the ends and outs of some of this has really, I'm like, well, man, I, this uh, would have probably been, probably totally been so. useful like years ago. And Stephen's like, well, I, I was trying to tell you like, but I was like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. But it really, like, I urge you to make time for it. I, I really, I, I see the value in it. It just like, I preach with values and mission statement. And this is just like we said, another, it's just a con- like I don't even know. It's not another. It's just a continuation. No, it's all. It, it should. It should be a continuation. Together. Yeah, it should and, just be and a it, natural uh, uh, outcome of a value system, right? And it's worth taking time, even if yeah, there's so many balls up in the air that you're juggling, right? Or fires you're putting out, whatever little example that you know, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. But it's worth making time for, even if you say, okay, I'm going to set X amount of time per month. And we're just going to get started on it, right? Just get started. Um, even if it's little baby steps yeah. before you know it. Like, you know, and it, it might take you a year to really get it up and running, but at least you're working on it. Yeah. At least a year from now, you'll have something that's up and running. And so I think that's too, as we're juggling all the things, you know, you don't have to go all in and no. jump all in this and, and shift everything to this and put your team together and do all the things and make the perfect policy and put all the things in place. But just set aside a couple of hours a month to focus on doing a little bit of this and like working your way through it and yeah. it'll really it'll really pay off and and i mean most of the stuff you're probably doing and if you're not you should be doing anyways at least like you know doing quality checks on session notes making sure that you're not double billing making sure that you're getting satisfaction surveys from your clients right Make, taking customer complaints and feedback from parents right like all of this stuff you're probably already doing already so you might as well then take this information and then make behavior and policy changes that will just improve the quality of your organization. If and nothing else, um, <laughs> for no other reason, uh, uh, do it the way that maybe I can motivate myself so that you never have to hear that complaint again. Uh, or, or, you know, the other motivating factor that you may have if you're a director of operations right now is that oh, we can then put this on our our rate negotiation letter, right? And so this is how we measure quality. And this is how we know that we provide quality services. And this is why you have to give us more, right? Because this, we have effective quality 
ethical uh, treatment and, and your, your customers are getting a high quality um, um, uh, outcome from us that they won't get anywhere else, right? And, and so that is just another reason. It's also great for marketing, right? Um, and so there are many benefits to doing this, uh, not just the values and, and, and uh, quality intention behind it, but there are other very, you know, there are going to be, I guess, what external, um, like external motivators, like external factors, like yeah, they're just they're they're going to be like you know like the consequence of doing this is like those those are the benefits, right? So like that will just naturally, uh, organically grow from that, right? And so and then and then again, you your company grows, and because you have this quality system, these values in place, you can grow sustainably, you can grow ethically, yeah. uh, you can you can grow um, without so much micromanagement and oversight needed from you. Y your team is is built with this quality focus and based on values and intention that you started your company with right so it just it just flows and and it, it can it can be very helpful um and then you don't find yourself in a situation that maybe you left your previous employer for right does that make does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah that's it that's all i got and so like i said we'll be focusing this is kind of step one just understanding the starting point of how to get kpi into your system right so we really you like again you can you can do KPI without a quality framework, without a quality policy. You can, but if we have no intention behind why we're measuring something, we really shouldn't be measuring it, right? Um, and if we have no, if we have no intention about what we're going to do with the me things that we're measuring, and we're just willy nilly changing stuff, it's not. No one is going to benefit from this. You're going to frustrate your staff. You're going to frustrate your team. You're going to frustrate yourself, and and you're not going to have the visibility. If okay, this thing is bad. We have to change it. Then you have no visibility of was this change meaningful in any way? Did it actually effectively do what I wanted it to? Because you don't even know what you're wanting to do, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's just it's my opinion. It's really important to have that foundation before you just start collecting data and doing KPI, right? So that's it, that's all I got. So hopefully this is helpful. I would love for any of you that are watching this, lis listening to this, tell us how you know that you're providing quality services uh, and and what do, you, what do you do if you're not, right? Like if you're getting an indicator that may give you an idea that mm, maybe my quality has gone down. What do you do with that indicator? How do you improve your quality of services? Uh, I would love to know. It's just curiosity for my sake. Uh, but that's it. So hopefully, like I said, this is helpful. Subscribe to our podcast, like and review it. Super helpful. Uh, this allows us to provide these free-ish uh, videos. And uh, yeah, that's it. So have a wonderful day and we are not doing a live event next week. 
Um, and We're actually taking two weeks off from live event, mm -hmm. um, but we will be um, uh, each Friday for the next two weeks. We'll continue to be putting up new uh, podcasts um, yep. wherever you listen to your podcast, but we will not have live events. We um, are going to enjoy the Canada Games mm -hmm. now that we are now in Canada. So I hope you guys have a great day and we great will be weeks. back with you. We have a great couple of weeks and we'll be back with you in March. See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about 3Pi Squared and the products and services that we provide, please go to www.3pisquared.com. And if you enjoy our podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe or add it to your favorites. This way you won't miss any episodes. And you can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching 3Pi Squared. Thank you so much for listening.